Hello and welcome to Pursuit of Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Daria Tiesler. I'm so excited again for uh, another of our amazing conversations with um, another amazing uh, speaker. As always, we exploring health optimization, performance optimization with 360 degree view. We talk holistic. I believe that you can find something for your body, for your mind and for your health in each episode of Pursuit of Wellness podcast. Today we discuss beautiful topic, women in business and what actually stops women from succeeding in business. I would like to welcome my guest, Angela Middleton. She is a serial entrepreneur, women in business, person who transformed her body in a beautiful way. Welcome, Angela, and thank you for joining my podcast. Thank you, Dara, so much for uh, inviting me. And actually, you probably didn't realize, but you are so inspiring to me as well. When I very first saw you training in the gym and amongst all those big men, and I could sort of see that how focused you were and how uh, oblivious to everything that was going on around you. That was really inspirational for me as well. So, no, it's great to be here. Thank you very much. And, uh, um, you know, words coming from your mouth is going straight into my heart. And I will think about this um, often. And I think that is what women need to do more. Angela, we're going to talk about women in business. They have to inspire each other instead of tearing each other down. Yes, right? That's completely. And we talk about that because it uh, is a in big interest uh, of mine. What is your experience um, of women in business? But for everyone, let's start. Who is Angela Middleton? Okay, well, I am a uh, businesswoman who specializes in um helping people with their careers, uh, either to start their career or to progress it if they are midway through, maybe to change or uh, just improve it in some way. And um, the difference with me, I suppose, um, is I've run quite a few different businesses now in, uh, you know, recruitment and training. And uh, although people would have said that I'm quite successful and I was lucky enough to be honoured by the Queen at the beginning of 2019, um, I think the thing that's most different about me is uh, the fact that, you know, in my mid-50s, I became much fitter than probably I was at 25. And you probably saw, you know, in the press that they started to talk about me as it was amazing that I had abs and, you know, I was sort of fit at this age. And But what it did was it taught me to really look at uh, helping people fulfil their potential in a very holistic way. So I became very interested in the importance of physical fitness and mental fitness in order to really achieve greatness in business and so um that's where where I really am now you know I have a number of businesses and I help with help businesses and I help individuals to do as as well as they can and and you know besides that obviously my most important job is that I'm a mother of two although they are in their late 20s now so um but it doesn't change you still feel just as uh, supportive and caring and uh, responsible for them as as you do even as you do with Chiara. <laughs> beautiful yes my, my Chiara is growing right and she's my yeah. little inspiration and drive uh, as well I think uh, we all need that little inspiration because sometimes you are my goodness I cannot continue yeah so um, it's important to have 
yeah. I missed you there, but I've got you back. Yes, yeah. Uh, with a holistic approach, right, uh, to a business, because I think many women and men as well forgetting that it is important to have a healthy inside, outside, to then transform this into the business. It's not yet popular. I think uh, I've, you, you brought this uh, like other way around because you created the business, then you, like you said, in mid-50s, you created the body. I do it from the other side, right? Because I have different experience. Yes. But we both, we both agree at this, right? Because I always tell to my clients, you don't create this body and the mind just to have losing weight think of what this can what can happen with you later on where this can takes you because it's usually creating with you more confidence you driving your goals and that's what i've been observing in uh, people as well so definitely uh, one of the reasons why we're speaking today is because we have that common holism in our mind angela uh, how did you start your business well, I uh, worked for 20 years for other organisations. I worked for BP, which is a big oil company, for 10 years um, when I finished very finished university. And then and I did lots of jobs for them as a trainee in um, sales, marketing, IT, um, HR, finance. You know, they put me in a number of different departments and that was good. Um, and then I uh, spent another 10 years working for what became Barclays Bank, um, and I was reporting to board level uh, after 10 years there. So I was almost 40 years old. And by then I had a couple of children. And I remember looking at the the chairman of Barclays and uh, we were talking about a project. And I looked at him and I thought, you know, I really don't want your job. And although I was very, very ambitious, I thought, well, if I don't actually want the chairman's job, then I really ought to do something. And by that time, I was becoming frustrated working in, in a big corporate environment insofar as you know they can be very nice to work for and you learn a lot but um, I wanted to start to make all my own decisions and make a difference and so I thought well I'll start my own business and I wasn't sure what it was going to be Uh, I looked at a number of different things including um, a shoe shop because I love fashion and shoes Uh, but then um, for various reasons I decided to set up a recruitment company and that was in 2002 And uh, it it carried on as a a straightforward recruitment company for about seven or eight years until the recession in 2008-9. We got through that recession, but only by diversifying into many different areas, including training and working with newly unemployed professionals. And um, and then, you know, over the last sort of 10 or so years since that last recession, I've built the business up to a number of different entities and uh, you know, so it was in a much better position to get through this current uh, pandemic because of what I'd done before and the experience that I had. And now the business, because of uh, the COVID, you know, lockdown has become a lot more of an online business. I've still got um, many staff working for me, but they all work from home. And um, so I'm now in, an, I suppose, a nice position where I've had almost 40 years worth of business experience, 20 of my own business and uh, and as you say, this other sort of dimension of health and fitness as well. Um, but I've had quite a lot of experience and I think I probably uh, learnt a lot of things the hard way or the long way round. And it sort of speeded up the more experience I got, the, 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 the faster the growth became, really. 
Mm, so it's important yes. to get that experience and don't get stressed if you have to go yes. a few extra miles, right? <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I always think that people in such a massive rush, whether it is to lose weight, get fit, start a business, run a business, people seem to be in such a rush. And I suppose the older you get, the more you realize that if you can keep yourself really fit, then obviously accidents and illness aside, you ought to be able to live for you know, at least to 100. That's what we, we all hope. And what that would mean for someone like me in my 50s is that I ought to have at least my working life once again, and hopefully twice again. And so there's no massive rush. But often you don't realise that I, I often say it to women who, you know, go off onto maternity leave to have a baby, and they're really anxious that maybe it, it's going to mean they're going to have to take a step back. But I always say to them, just, you know, it's just like you're taking your foot off the pedal a little bit, enjoy your time while you're off because when you come back you've got many many years still to um you know to use the benefits of the experience you've now got as a mother and bring that to bear in your business and uh, and grow your business so i think people uh, could benefit from sort of slowing down a bit i think that's what we've got from the uh, the, the pandemic as well uh, a realization we don't have to do everything straight away Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you in terms of uh, definitely uh, slowing down a bit uh, when you go on the maternity leave, when you're getting pregnant. You know, I just uh, had Chiara in 2019 and w one of the reasons why uh, I got pregnant so late, right, kind of so late, 38 years old, maybe not that late, but definitely yeah. uh, late for my uh, mother and for my grandmother, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the reasons was I was anxious. I was like, oh my goodness, how I will be able to drive my life? Well, all those yes. things in your head. Uh, but then, you know, I'm like, okay, you will be. And that is the reality. And listening yourself and when it's needed, you can slow down. And when, it's, when, it's, when you are able, you can slightly speed up. And that's what yes. I've been doing for the last uh, two years and now half year of uh, 2020. But definitely, I agree with you. Enjoying the moment uh, with the baby kid because then once yes. you begin the journey will be moving and you don't want to miss either things like uh, looking after and nursing um, your uh, little one right because this yeah. is probably one of the reasons uh, you uh, have them uh, Angela yeah. I we I've sent you some questions right before but I've got a one question and that drive a little bit in a much more um Deeper level. I'm not afraid yeah. to ask you this question because I know that you're very much connected with yourself, right? Um, yeah. How is important for a woman to have those hard desires, hard goals and listen yourself, right? You talk a little bit in this looking after the babies, don't rushing. How would your intuition allow you an experience to answer this question and give that guide for a woman? So is the question, um, to what degree do you follow your own ambitions, do you mean? You know, I think the ambitions, the desires that are inside, inside you, because what I found yes. that women have difficulty to answer this question that is first, what are my heart desires and why mm. I have to follow what is inside me? Because they always thinking of everything else, but not yes. themselves, right? Well, so, I th mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. Well, I, well, I think... Um, mm -hmm. Again, uh, you know, the benefit of experience and age um, is a really good one here because uh, you realize because what starts to happen. So I lost my and I know you've experienced loss in your life as well. And 
um you know i experienced the loss of my father last year um it's almost a year and um it makes me real you know and then my ex-husband became very ill with with cancer and thank god he's uh, he's got through it you know and he survived it but these experiences make you realize that life can be very very short and um you know and it also puts things into perspective in terms of sort of little worries that we have and the degree to which we worry about other people and um i would just sort of say to anybody listening even if you have not experienced bad things like that in your life yet uh, which i had not i was very lucky until just really last year then um just try to realize that um firstly you you don't know how long you're going to be here so if you're very clear about something that you want to do then you really really must do it and i do think that um you know we worry so much about not just um what other people think about us but you know we want to be good role models for our children as well but the thing is that as they get older you know my children are in their 20s and um i couldn't be worried anymore about uh, you know their opinions really i think you know in the end the only opinion of you that matters is your own and um if you want to do something whether it is in business if it's with your body if it's with your relationships if it's you know you feel that you want to put yourself out there and go on stage and start speaking to people think anything you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody else you do need to do it and this is whether you're a man or a woman uh because you you know your life is is really you don't know how long it's going to be there although you hope it's a long one but the other important thing is you realize that other people don't really care that much about what you're doing because everybody is so absorbed with themselves so um but you know what i think there's an even deeper question mm-hmm. which is how do you decide what it is you do want to do because very often you know we're so wrapped up and busy with everybody else that we don't get a chance to think about what it is that we really want and i would suggest that everybody spend some time every morning or every night whichever suits them just writing down a little bit restating what their goals in life are now they might just be something very simple like being a good person but then i'd go on to that next but what does that actually mean you know so i think it's really important to a bit like when you're checking the direction you know checking a destination if you're on a, on a journey you you do need to be really clear with your life i think if you want to achieve true happiness be intentional with it don't let it drift mm-hmm. uh and um you know and try and be clear about what it is that you want and then after that pursue it because that's what's going to make you happy in the end not the opinions of others yeah uh, that's why you you perfectly nailed it uh, what i meant i know that the question was philosophical in the in the meaning right but you went directly uh, because i feel like uh, again so many women like i told you they don't know even what are my goals desires why i want to do it what i feel in no. why i should uh, pursue this and then they you know waking up uh, you know very late and they like oh maybe it's too late right yes. and that's what drives yeah. me to to the next next question uh, does age in business matter age of women well i think that um, you know all of us are plagued with um uh you know self sabotage and uh, negative thoughts and you know if you could take the subject of age you know we could younger women will be probably probably saying to themselves i'm too young i don't feel mature enough i don't have enough experience older women and this is men again as well i think so much of this actually applies to men although we sometimes men won't speak about it as much as we do um but you know you'll have men as well uh, as well women who will think 
maybe you know I'm too old now um, I should have done it earlier you know more women are uh, younger women are, and younger men are coming up the ranks they're going to beat me up you know uh, it's, and, and things like the gym you know walking into a gym when you're sort of that much older than everybody else or so I think all of us have um, these self-sabotage doubts but you can actually turn those around to be positive thoughts you know if you're thinking I'm too young well then just change that with wow how lucky am I that I've got all this energy and so many years to sort of build up my knowledge if you're thinking I'm too old well, then you can change that to say, wow, isn't it brilliant that I have so much experience and uh, I can bring that to bear in my business. So I really don't think age matters. I think, you know, we've got we've all got examples of very young people and much older people who've been able to excel. And I think all the time that we let these little things drag us down, it's distracting us from us actually achieving our goals. So we have to be quite self-disciplined, I think, in what it is that we allow ourselves to worry about. Mm-hmm. that's that's what what i also love it because i wish that everyone takes this uh, including myself this limiting be- belief and limitation yeah. about ourselves and create a positive affirmation and might mm-hmm. be not this might be not true at the at that time but make it nail it and this is going to be true in like a few weeks because you still need to practice in right You yes, still have exactly, to do always. it. It's not just saying I want to do this and that. Uh, action uh, matter. Uh, Angela, yes. what is your experience of a woman in business? Um, well, I, uh, I have my own experiences and then obviously other women. And it's varied, really. I suppose being a woman in business, a young woman, um, I've had some experiences where people have wanted, you know, especially when I worked in large companies where they have... Um, wanted to make an ex- a good example of me and have tried to help me along. But I've also had uh, a boss who told me that I was far too ambitious and then refused to promote me when I came back from maternity leave. So, um, you know, I've, I think being a woman can be quite difficult sometimes because people have preconceived ideas. Um, the, and you have to sort of just really, like you just said, to build confidence in yourself and also to make other people confident in you. You just have to quietly get on and take action. And the more action you take, the more that makes you confident in yourself, but the, uh, the more it makes other people confident in your abilities. But I've also seen other women in business and they can differ. You can see, I've seen examples of women in business where they have believed that they have to act like a man to do well. And those can be the worst women because they can actually be the least inclusive for other women. I've seen women be awful in boardrooms and in meetings because they're trying to be you know they're trying to be very masculine in their traits and very aggressive um but then I've seen again I've seen you know women who are amazing who really are very inclusive and have been great mentors um so my overall conclusion from that is that you know we're all just people in the end and we all encounter different types of bias whether that is for our gender our age our Uh, race or whatever it is and I think my advice to anybody is look you've just got to be number one clear what you want to do number two create your own action plan and number three just quietly execute it well not necessarily quietly execute the plan and then tell everybody what you've done um, and and keep doing that and just keep repeating it and that's how you get experience and that's how you get confidence and in the end you know seeing is believing once you've actually started to deliver 
people can't really argue with that. Mm-hmm. And and what I uh, what I've understood here, uh, you clearly link confidence in business to action. Yes. What else? Because I think um, it's interesting me because we always say I'm not confident when I start, when I will have another course, when I have this and that. And there is anything more you would like to add how women can build a confidence in business? There's anything else women should think about? Well, I think that, uh, you know, we talked about health and fitness as well as, as business because Women can, you know, like I did, go on as many courses, business courses, business strategy courses as they as they want. And to be honest with you, you know, I spent hundreds of thousands of pounds going all around the world, meeting people like Tony Robbins and learning how to do all of this stuff. Um, But in the end, uh, you it takes a lot of energy to be able to do it. Um, And so I think if a woman can make herself physically fit and strong, then her vehicle, which is her body, to carry around this brain is going to be working optimally. And that in turn makes her brain strong because, you know, when you're working and you can see your muscles grow, but you can't see what's going on with your brain. But the same thing is happening. You know, if you're getting stronger and fitter on the outside, you are on the inside as well. Um, And the more energetic you are, the more you are able to implement business strategies confidently. But there is another thing as well, is that when you feel that you look good, um, you are not wondering what you should wear you're not worrying whether your bum looks big if you're sort of standing up in a meeting to do a talk. You know, uh, it, you don't have to think about that stuff anymore. Um, and so I would say if you can take a holistic approach as a woman so that you look good, feel good, and then you can deliver, of course, you can deliver well as well. I think that's the three things that will really give you super confidence. Yeah, and, and I agree as well with you. It's just that body has too much inside and that inside has too much outside. And I know yeah. from uh, my own experience, you know, I I had an athletic background. I never suffer from weight gain, right? So people say, oh, yeah. so what can you know about this? I know yeah. because I suffered 12 years of chronic knee injury and yeah. I had to stop the sport right and that dropped my confidence and then uh, you know uh, I had the body I create I had after the body which I I would say I would use the word worst in my Mm. head because I couldn't train anymore I had uh, missing 30 40 degrees in my knee extension for 12 years so I was not anymore that athletic body Right. Yes. And I remember yes. uh, in 2014, I had my uh, f- uh, fourth knee surgery. Uh, that was one of the reasons I had to sp- uh, stop to play sport professionally. And I asked Glenn Parker, I said, Glenn, I need uh, someone to help me to uh, stay focused. Even I am a trainer, but we little, I needed someone else to go with me through that path, right? And I was yes. at that time uh, in Spain, 2014, 2015. And I said, you know, I just want to get back into that physicality. Even yes. I still was uh, uh, slim. I still had some muscle tone, but that did not match what I felt that I need back this physicality because I was yes. feeling weaker, right? Yes. And that's what I always tell women. You don't be, use, the way, use the weight training to build your resilience, to build your strength, but not that you are muscular, but that no, strength that strong. can project yeah. outside of you and you can get the job, gain the job. And I know a few women, you know, 
who I uh, worked with uh, as well, right? They changed the job, yeah. they quit, they told boss this, they told boss that, boss that. they yes. started their own uh, businesses. And this is how I see this uh, work. So there is that superficiality of physical self matches with uh, uh, internal self and that comes together uh, as yes. a partnership, uh, right? And I remember training at, uh, at the gym, I was crying because I felt like my mind can do it but mm. my brain my body could not follow right and i was and thinking that's... that is other way around but actually yes. my physical self had to build also that strength that women are often afraid to build right it's, it really is amazing you know isn't it that when you feel you you know when i very first started training i thought you know i'm very very happy i'm just a little bit fat was what i really thought um <laughs> And uh, but when I actually got very strong and uh, much more, I suppose, athletic, I was really surprised at how much it impacted my my um, mental ability. And I thought I was a confident person still. But um, I suppose it's a little bit like you don't know what you don't know. And you just you don't know how great you can be and feel until you sort of get there. And I still feel I'm very much on a journey myself. I'm nowhere near finished um and I think it's amazing you know what you, what the body can do and how that in turn really helps us mentally and helps us achieve things that we never would have thought possible so yeah I think you know you can do all the business strategy strategy strategies that you want and indeed that is important to learn how to do things and take action but really that fundamental getting your body strong is so important especially as you age as well where I've seen older women you know they become weaker and then they become more afraid and then they become less confident and it's then a bad cycle so staying physically fit is so important yeah uh, i had uh, i've been running the um, like 30 days challenges for the last two months or three months and uh, recently we've been discussing self image and you know for yes. seven eight women that were at that day at the moment at that uh, coaching session no one had positive self image right yeah, and it was yeah. a deeper deeper conversation but uh, like you said all the older women 45 50 they're going to lose this but they're also going to lose this because physiology does not support them so definitely yes. uh, you know we both supporting uh, weight training <laughs> and they should be oh, doing this right so and much. we probably would be able to talk and talk about the uh, yes. benefits uh, of that so maybe uh, you know we could talk about this <laughs> another time yeah yeah. Angela, yeah. tell me, what do you think, why women uh, often hold themselves back from business and life they want? Well, I, I think it's a few things, really. I mean, the science shows that when, ch when children are young, um, you know, boys are encouraged to be more, um, not aggressive, but, you know, they're encouraged to be more boisterous let's say even the word boisterous you know they're in they're they're encouraged to push forward to be brave to go get what they want girls are encouraged traditionally to be good girls to be uh pretty to be gentle to be caring um and so what the studies have shown is that if you even look at something like a job application um you will see that boys uh, or men as they become if they see a job application where there's 10 things required and they've got one or two, they will feel confident about applying. 
Whereas if a woman sees that same job and she's got eight out of the 10, she'll think I won't apply because I don't have all of them. So it's ingrained in us from a much younger age to not push ourselves forward so much. Um, that's the first thing. I think the second thing as well is that when, um, you know, we're in business and uh, maybe we are sort of a bit more forthright, we can be called things like bossy, a bitch, you know, we can be called quite negative things. We can be told that, you know, we need to sort of calm down and be a bit more pleasant. Whereas that that's never said to men, is it? And and I think so. That's another reason we don't want to appear non-feminine. Um, and I think probably the third, you know, there's many things, but I think another one is obviously this thing that we said about childcare, where you know, always still in a traditional, we have a very, very strong bond with our children. I know that men do as well. But um, traditionally, in most families, still, you will find that, you know, if a baby is ill, or a child is ill, it's the mum who has the day off to go and to look after them, and not the dad. And that's, again, it's just down to tr tradition. So I think a lot of these things will hold women back in business, unless, of course, they are very conscious of it. If you're conscious of it, then I think that you can, that's, that's part of the way to address it. But I think, um, you know, that's, that's, that's some of the reasons. And I'm sure you agree and I'm, uh, with me um, that body, uh, that self-image, and that's what we discussed before. It's, uh, you, yeah. that's like you said, you have m many things we could talk, but also that self-body and image, how we see ourselves and uh, how we yeah. fit into the clothing is probably another thing that will stop us because we're never good enough look like but there's also and there's uh -huh. also a couple of other things mm -hmm. really related to that I mean you know you, if you go into a meeting if you go to a networking event uh, in the evening and um, you know as I've often done and I'm quite a small woman I'm five foot two um, and even with heels you know it only takes me to about five foot six um, well most of the men are going to be closer to six foot so for a start you know, you're sort of lost really you know mm -hmm. in a big crowd no one's going to easily see you you're not whereas if you're a six foot tall man you're going to be immediately visible and then the other thing is of course is if you know you are um, a relatively attractive female then men are going to sort of look at you maybe in a different <laughs> way um, so uh, that's another thing that you have to when you're talking to men you know most men are, are pretty professional but still there is that thing to get over if you're one of the lone females in a group um, and so um, I think that, you know, your physicality, we can't pretend we're not women, you know, and I just think that you have to learn as a woman how to handle relationships with men um, so that you keep them completely professional but still friendly. Um, and so that um, is a skill in itself. And men on men don't have to worry about that, you know, and, and then we don't play things like golf usually or we don't play things like football. So if you go to, you know, a, a networking event in London, then, you know, and especially if it's older men, a lot of them will be talking about who won the match last night. A lot of them will be talking about their scores on the golf course. You know, they won't be talking about a spa day that they had, you know, uh, whatever um, Chanel is currently selling in the shoe department. You know, we, us women, just like different things very often. That doesn't mean to say we're not great at business. So what I'm pleased to see is more and more women becoming senior in business because we do have our own interests. And I don't think... We need to pretend that we're men. Um, and I think that, you know, it's lovely that we, as you and I have done, you know, with uh, Lorraine, you know, we can go out, we can talk about female things. Um, so I think um, that can hold women back. But if they're conscious of it, 
actually it can still be absolutely fine and it can almost be powerful because it means that we can really engender a nice culture with other women and we can mentor other women beautiful and you mentioned here the circles to create to support each other and that's what we said at the beginning of the uh, of our conversation uh, as well um angela imagine we are having a woman that has this idea wants to start a business has this confidence issues and you know where i'm going you know all of those things and is new in business what are your three tips for her how would you advise her what she's supposed to do okay well so if she's if she wants to start a business i think does she really first of all Mm -hmm. she's gonna have to be because you hear so many um people you know men and women saying that they want to start a business but um very often they're good at their job and they decide that they want to go and be independent and do it but that's not really creating a business. That's still just having a job, but you are, you happen to be your own boss. Um, creating a business is about creating something which is outside of you, which you own. Maybe you operate, but it is an entity on its own. And I think the first thing is to ask someone what it is they really, really want to create. You know, um, is it, uh, you know, what's the product or service? How big, who is the audience? How big is this business going to be? Are they talking about building an empire with many offices and many staff? Or are they talking about, you know, an online service that's going to service many different clients? Um, So being very clear on what it is they're trying to grow. And secondly, um, you know, what what, uh, the the measures are going to be around that in terms of the size or whatever it is, because... I think that's the first thing is to be clear what it is they want to do. And then once you start asking people that, they sort of maybe adjust their thinking a little bit. Once you get that really clear, obviously the other thing is why why do you want to do it? Because by asking that question, if people say things like, I want a better work-life balance, immediately I'd be saying to them, honestly, you're probably better off keeping your job. Because when you start your business, there is really much more difficulty in creating a a work-life balance. You can't you know, create an amazing business without sacrificing a lot of time because it's very, very hard. As you know, building anything is very time consuming and hard work. Nothing is easy. Nothing happens overnight. That's whether you're building a body, a business, you know, anything worth having. Um, And so uh, an investment, you know, if you invest in something, you have to wait for it to start to grow. Um, and so, yeah, firstly, what you're trying to build and why you're trying to do it. Get really, really clear on those two things. Then the third thing is, OK, so now what are the steps? And if you're not sure of the steps, get yourself a mentor, get some training and then start to work out the plans. And those are three things that I haven't really mentioned the fact that you're a woman, because I think these three things are the same for men or women. And one of the things I would definitely say to women is don't try to think too much about being a woman. Just instead focus on the three things that I've just said and just get them done. Beautiful, and then, beautiful. You know, yeah, yeah. Do you, have you got anything to add more, Angela? I don't, didn't want to well, cut. Well, yeah, no, all I was just going to say there mm-hmm. is that um, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't, that's not negating that there are different challenges that we as women face, which I've mentioned already. But I think if you go into anything with acknowledging that, you know, women have particular challenges but then so do men men have got other challenges you know very often men will feel the pressure of they have to be the main earner 
you know, they should be the one uh, that, you know, they feel pressure that maybe their wife shouldn't be working. They need to do it. Maybe they don't want to do it. Maybe their wife is more suited to it. But men have their own challenges as well. And I think, um, you know, the, the more that uh, we can just accept whatever our challenges are and then just get on with it. I think, you know, we, we would then our actions start to speak louder than words and we start to make the difference and grow the thing that we want to grow. Definitely. And, you know, uh, just uh, as I'm listening, you uh, comes to me. I never want that anyone who listened this thinks that the title of the podcast is, uh, oh, my goodness, how we sad because of women, how we cannot do this on that. Right. No, 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 no not at not. all our conversation must empower but what i what we both want to bring is those little things that women struggle with and i, I think yes. you and me find them uh, very common because either is health either is business either is fitness either is body it's always those things around right yes. confidence yes. the body it, it's very similar it's just different object that we would be uh, talking about right but you also combine them two together and uh, you know my my work also is bringing other things outside of uh, health of uh, someone so i want that women feel empowered you know we yes. are not worst we are not better We're not talking from place of feminism here at all, yes, right? Yeah. I see ourselves as equal, and as you said, men have different struggles than we do have. But we always have to look at ourselves in a personal form, in a holistic form, and just keep yes. working and in, in growing uh, ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And I think um, I often meet women, and I look at them, and I think, wow, you know. They're so they have so much potential. They're so beautiful and they're so clever and they don't actually realize it. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that women, because of the things we said about when, you know, we're very young, they can often be so lacking in confidence and it does hold them back. So it's brilliant that you do, you know, you're doing this because women need to understand just how powerful they are. I mean, we have children, you know, we, we run households uh, and we run businesses as well. So we're very, very strong and, probably got a stronger higher pain threshold and are able to multitask better than men so you know we're different and we're better in some places and um so i think we should acknowledge that for sure yeah beautiful angela you know uh, we talk about personalization we talk about the holism and there is so many amazing qualities of women in a business right to run the successful business right let's think about the success of the business right yes what do you feel are those three important qualities of women in a business she may need to gain them explore them build them up what are they well um I think that, uh, you know, we, we naturally are probably a bit more emotionally aware than men. Um, and so uh, we should use that to our advantage in being able to, if we're, when we're building our team, to understand that different people in the team need different support at different times. So when you can see that someone is maybe in your team wobbling a little bit, um, maybe they just don't seem themselves, I think that us women are more more inclined just to have that conversation, just to say offline, you know, are you okay? How are you feeling? And normally when I do that, I find out so much more about what's going on. Then we get to the real basis of the issue, um, you know, and then we can really get the issue resolved. So I think that's the first thing is very good at um, 
you know, we're good at being uh, empathetic and being able to notice when someone's maybe not having a bad day and then do something. And I think the important thing then is to take action and do something about it positive for the business. Um, I think another thing is that as mothers, uh, we probably got that sort of nurturing quality and we really want people to um, to progress and do well. I certainly do. I always think that people come into my business and that I want them to be more marketable when they leave. And so, um, you know, I, I want to see them do well. I like to see what their goals are. I like to understand them so that then I can make sure that the goals, their goals are aligned with the business goals and that they can get something more out of working for my business than just a monthly wage. You know, I like to see that they are fulfilling their goals, whether that's just buying a car, buying a house, you know, learning something new. So I think um, that nurturing quality is important. And then I think, you know, just this could be men and women, really. It's just trying to be a good role model for them. You know, you'll have young women in your business. You'll have uh, young men in your business. You know, they've got their own mum and dad, but maybe they don't maybe they're not that close to them or maybe. Um, they they don't feel that they can sort of be so honest. So I think trying to be a good role model is another really good thing that you can do in a in a business, especially when everybody who works in the business knows you. And um, you sort of just if if you're teaching them about health and fitness or anything else, that's you know all of those things are good things to do. So I think we can call upon our more feminine skills as a business leader, and uh, it can really help grow the business. And build a really solid team as well. Great culture. Yeah, and the culture, I think, is uh, very important. And what you're saying is also amazing that we have to be uh, proud of yeah. our skills. Because yeah. I think so many women have all those three traits and qualities uh, uh, and grounded in them. Mm. Right? And natural. Well, I think we, we and, don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, we don't realise just how much we do do. I remember once... Um, there was a guy that worked for me and my team and, uh, you know, he he had to come in late and he came in. He said, oh, my goodness, you know, I had to take the children to work, to school rather, because my wife was ill and I had to do this and I had to do that. And I had to get their lunches. And, <laughs> you know, I'm so sorry, but, you know, I'm late. And I remember sitting there thinking, well, I do that every day, always. You know, I did that this morning. I always do that. And uh, it's quite funny. You know, we don't realize sometimes just how much we do get done. And still, and we do it in a calm fashion. We should give ourselves more of a pat on the back, I think. Yeah, we're shy about this, right? Uh, Mm. I'm actually exploring uh, recently uh, with someone uh, why sometimes maybe we women, right? Uh, Not necessarily women, but I'm talking, let's say, about uh, myself, right? Why do we stop ourselves from success? It's us often, not outside world right <laughs> so yes. uh, it's very empowering what you're uh, saying we have this uh, in us uh, and then if we don't have something we always uh, can outsource or build up uh, find different uh, resources because it's all yeah. available uh, around us as well as inside us yes um angela we talk about those qualities but i am very interested also in this I name it mistakes. I don't know. Name it how you wish, right? Three most <laughs> common mistakes women uh, do in business. Uh, I think, um, well, holding back and not being at too, they don't want to appear too outspoken or pushy. So they will be in a meeting and they will be more subservient. So um, 
I remember, you know, being at boardroom meetings and the tea comes in and then, you know, jumping up and sort of doing the tea for everybody or, you know, the uh, the person who's chairing the meeting when I was more junior saying, oh, Angela, you know, you're great at sort of taking notes. Can you take the notes and just sort of taking the notes? So I think, you know, falling back into those traditional junior positions and just being a bit subservient is a big mistake and um but it is a difficult one because you don't want to come across as uh too sort of paranoid about it but I just think being firm and fair and that's really experience um is is one thing I think um not putting yourself forward for big roles for big uh promotions uh taking chances as a woman is a very common mistake and um thinking that well I don't need to do that because you know I don't want to impact the children because it wouldn't be fair on them the truth of the matter is your children love you because they know you're a good parent you know I was um I always remember when my little girl my daughter she's 27 next this week coming and um and you met her and Hi, uh, she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when she was um I don't know about three I was working in Paris during the week I used to go to Paris on a Sunday night and come back on the Friday and I always remember um she picked up my briefcase. She was a little toddler and she gave me, she was holding her little dolly and she said, okay, I'm mummy and you're nanny. And she picked the dolly and she said, this is Annabelle. And she picked the baby, the dolly up and she threw it to me and she said, okay, you can have the baby and I'm going to Paris. And she picked the briefcase up and she walks off. And I just, it, I mean, it made me feel so sad in a way because I thought, oh no, she thinks that that's what I do all the time. But she, now she's really proud of me. And she, in fact, she works in my business now. And um, they both, uh, you know, see me as a really good role model. So I think sometimes we think we shouldn't do things because we want to be a good mum. And actually, the truth of the matter is that uh, by doing these things in business, it helps us to be a really good positive role model. And I've got some I've got one lovely friend. And I always remember how sad she was when her teenage children said to her and they didn't mean it, of course, but they said, a oh, mum you know, why don't you, why do you, do you never go to work? You know, what do you do all day with yourself? And, um, and it really, really upset her because here she was thinking that she'd been a great mum. And she, of course she had been. And then her teenage son is asking her what she does all day. So um, again, I think it boils down to what we were talking about at the beginning of uh, the beginning, Daria, which is, you know, you have to put, think about what it is you want to do and work out a way of doing it all. Um, and you can still be a good mom and still be a great business person as well. And, uh, you know, came to thoughts when I uh, was hearing you. One thought that actually brought me a little bit emotions in, in I already <laughs> was able them to allow them to flow, right? So I'm not going to cry. Yeah. But um, oh. what you just said about uh, being that uh, role model, not necessarily in a way that maybe traditionally they would see you right because yeah. i'm coming from yeah. poland the traditional upbringing right and everyone said oh i should be definitely mother much a uh, long time before but now i should yeah. be just focusing on my children right and that's what wo yeah. uh, my, my child right and that was one yes. of one of the things that were stopping me because i was trying to figure out how i will be doing those things because i want to continue developing and um, fulfilling the desires of my heart because i was be yes. i believe that I will be better mother 
right? You will. It's not yeah. even about being perfect to uh, my daughter, Kiara, but I will be better. I will be better fulfilling. That's what I wanted for myself. I don't yes. disgrace any woman who has different desires. That is their no. thing, right? And um, when you said uh, this... Um, uh, this example with Annabelle, I'm like, you know what? My desires when I was uh, 22, right? I would be thinking yeah. future in my career as a handball player. I would be thinking, uh, thinking I, I would love that one day I have a child, right? And she would come and see mommy yeah. playing sports, right? Because that yeah. I was top player. And now oh. it's like, you know, I... I feel this, I can transfer this into now my business because now this is my handball field when I am praying. So thank you yes. very much for recalling Aww. that because it's a very positive association that actually can drive me forward. But also yes. it's uh, so important. And I think in most of the questions we're discussing, you talk Angela, mother, you talk uh, Kate. You, so the business yes. is also for you. It's not only oh, yes. for someone who does not have responsibilities in terms of the children, right? You would be able to, you figure it out how to do it. I'm still doing oh, I mean, <laughs> two years later, yeah. but you can do I, it. I mean, you look, you look at most of the leaders of the world, look at the Queen, look at Donald Trump, look at Boris Johnson, look at Richard Branson. They've all got children. You know, they've all managed to do what they do and have a family. And so, um, you know, that's what we are actually on this planet for, isn't it, is to perpetuate our genes. You know, not everybody has children. And that's a that's a, also a wonderful choice as well. 100%. You don't have to. Um, but if you do decide to have children, it shouldn't be an either or. Um, you know, you can do all of it. And uh, I think that, you know, if you make the choice to do that, then you shouldn't feel guilty and you should, you know, do what makes you happy because in the end you're a better parent if you are and a better partner if you are fulfilled yourself 100 percent. and as you mentioned you don't need to have children we are again not forcing here no. any thoughts but we yeah. want to tell you that you are as um, equally powerful and we want to empower yeah. you as you are having children, you don't have children and uh, other way, uh, other way around. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And Angela, um, I get back uh, to this um, achieving work life balance when you begin in the business, when you run the business. I may expect what will be your uh, answer if you drive through passion. Maybe you don't need necessarily that word, uh, work-life balance. But is that possible? How we should be thinking of management on the brackets of all, all those other things that are going to happen in our life once we're beginning yeah. to run the business? Well, I'm a firm believer that you get what you focus on. And um, so if you have uh, average focus on everything, you will get average results on everything. If you focus massively on business, and then that is going to exclude some other things. If you focus massively on being, you know, an athlete, then that will give you extra uh, results there, but not other things. If I take my business during um, 2016, 2017, I mean, I was spending a lot of time getting my fitness back to where I wanted it to be. And I wasn't spending anywhere near as much time on my business. It was only really in 1819 that 
I really got massively focused on my business again. So um, I think you have to sort of just accept. It's a bit like with health and fitness. You know, you can't eat everything you want and not do any exercise and still expect to be super fit. So something has to, you know, you have to prioritize. If you want to be super fit, you've got to watch your diet. You have to go training when you don't want to go training. Um, And um, the same with business, really. You know, if you really want to have a business which is super special and, and, and rise above everybody else's, you're going to have to give it extra focus more than anybody else does. And if you do that, you're only going to have a certain amount of bandwidth for everything else. So I think that's the first thing is to acknowledge what you're going to get, what you focus on. So then decide, well, okay, you know, balance is probably healthier for all of us. Um, So it goes back to my point about why be in such a rush. You know, if you um, want really to get, have a nice um, sort of, uh, what's the word, enjoyable and, a very conscious life then I break my life down into about 10 sections it starts with my body it's then my emotions it's my relationships it's my money it's my career uh it's how you know my learning my ability to learn it's my friends it's my progression um you know it's my overall happiness now all of these things you need to sort of give them some attention and, you know, if I feel, if I by looking at all of that whole wheel of life, as I call it, every morning, that reminds me to give attention to all of it. But that means that probably I go a bit slower than if I just had consciously decided that, you know, I'm going to pursue my business, let's say, at the expense of everything else. Because if you decide you're going to pursue your business and everything else is just going to have to fall by the wayside, what will happen is your relationships won't be as strong. Your body won't be as fit. Um, Yes, you may have loads of money and a big, you know, great business, but you may not truly be happy because you've not learned anything, you know, etc. So it's all about trying. I think balance is about making conscious choices of what are the things that are important to you and then making sure every day you put a little bit of effort into all of them. Yeah, 100%. That's why you see my podcast is called Pursuit of Wellness. Or, you know, it's, yes. it's, it came actually from the movie uh, of Pursuit of Happiness, right? Because yeah. as you said, uh, you might have all of this, but inside at the core, you're not going to be happy. So clarify yeah. what is important to you in life and why. Yes. Uh, and then maintaining that fluid relationship with everything Uh it's where you're going to be really, uh, really happy, right? Because if you are Definitely. not happy there and you're focusing just on that, right? And it's the same wellness life as wellness wheel. They're very much uh, overlapping. Uh, so I very much uh, align with you uh, here. Yeah. Uh, Angela, yeah. uh, uh, what have you learned about leadership, entrepreneurship and mentoring others? Well, um, I firstly, I think entrepreneurship I definitely think it's a thing inside you um, that pushes you forward to want to lead and not follow. And it's not better. One is not better than the other because there are amazing people, you know, the people in my business, for example, um, fantastic, my management team, fantastic supporting people, excellent team players, very, very competent. You know, hopefully they, they feel they're very well rewarded but they wouldn't necessarily want to be the one at the front um, who um, 
at the end of the day takes all the risks you know so it's lovely when everything's working well but when you are at the forefront you're the one who has to take all the risks and when things go not quite so right uh, you're the one who has to sort of take the responsibility for it and so I do think ultimately that this entrepreneurship is either in you or it's not um, leadership you can learn because uh, you can learn to run a team for example you can learn to manage a department you can um, you know you can learn leadership techniques and we run courses even in leadership but it is different to entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship carries with it a sort of a, a, a well an ability to take risks an ability to really believe in yourself that you will overcome challenges no matter what they are um, and uh, and just a desire really to just do your own thing I mean the worst thing ever for me would be to have to answer to other people I don't mind answering to my clients because I've promised that I'm going to deliver a good service but I wouldn't want someone telling me how I ought to be spending my time and my days and so for me that's it's either in you or it's not but leadership certainly you can learn to be a good leader mentoring others uh, I think you become more interested in it as you progress and um, as you sort of start to see people and their potential and and for me anyway I found I find it frustrating when people sort of hold themselves back and I sort of feel that I really want to show them the way and and hopefully I've been able to do that for lots of people in the business that I've got for thousands you know we've been able just to sort of switch some light bulbs on for them and then off they go and they do really well so I think mentoring is a nice thing that sort of can come after once you've learned some things yourself from your own experience but it is a wonderful byproduct of running your own business you know being able to mentor others it really is lovely to be able to do that yeah beautiful Angela and I didn't ask you the question that I most of the time actually every time ask every single person I'm speaking with what does wellness mean to you um well if I think of the word wellness I think first of all longevity um I think being here for a long time but living with um strength so you know you don't just want to I personally don't want to be living a long life if uh, I can't do it independently and with strength so I want to be able to you know do my workouts and power through my walks and eat well and just feel good you know when I wake up in the morning so yeah, I mean, um, and I and I think mental health is part of that. You know, when you wake up in the morning, not only do you want to feel physically good that you can bounce out of bed, but I think you want to be waking up without a dark cloud over you. You want to be waking up excited about your, what you're going to do that day. Um, so wellness is, um, it, you know, is uh, is physical and mental strength and feeling positive, I suppose. Fantastic. Thank you, Angela. And how can we hear about Angela? Where can we find you? Um, well, you can find me. I have my own website, which is uh, AngelaMiddleton.com. And then I tend to be uh, most active for social media on uh, Instagram and uh, LinkedIn. Both are at Angela Middleton. And then I've got a few um, closed Facebook groups that you can, you know, click and ask to be invited to. Um but generally speaking, you'll find me on social media and my website's got a few downloads on it with regard to uh, some, some business 
careers and uh, fitness things. So, um, so have a look on there if you want. Beautiful. Angela, uh, I don't know how you, but I feel very excited about this conversation. Oh, I'm very inspired as well. And uh, I oh. hope we both and your amazing experience and uh, insight are going to empower more women to stay in business, stay true to themselves, to their heart desire, so we can have better life for ourselves, but then, you know, extend that better life for anyone in our circle. And I think um, it's really great what you're doing. It's lovely what you're doing. You know, you've, you've made your mark when you were in London as a trainer and you've blossomed, you know, as a, as a mother, you've um, also blossomed in your business. It's, it's just been uh, really great to see and an honor to be your guest. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Angela. And when I come, when I come back after all of this happening, right. And I, don't, and I don't need to do quarantine in London. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> uh, we come in back and we enjoy a nice uh, cup of coffee or tea in a nice, oh, uh, nice shop. I definitely miss that. And we need to get back Lorraine with us again. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yes. definitely. Thank- well, um, have, love, love to all your family and um, I hope you enjoy Spain. I'm sure it'd be wonderful. Thank you very much, Angela. And uh, we keep in touch. Bye-bye. Thank okay. you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Angela, for joining Pursuit of Wellness podcast. I hope everyone did enjoy our conversation. If you've got any questions, please drop us an email at daria at dariatiesler.com. We're going to explore those questions and try to find as many answers as possible so your life is enlightened. Next episode coming next week and we're discussing soul, deep meaning of your soul. Have a lovely day, a lovely evening. Goodbye.